Okay, Bokatov. Today's daf is daf Chavtes in Moi Cotton. Last daf, which is a very short daf, obviously. Yesterday we got up to about ten lines from the bottom of the page, and uh, significantly, Rava on daf Chavtes had said many things, including that he wasn't able to be zocha to the modest disposition of Rava Barafuna, which is uh, something to remember. It's something we have to strive for that good disposition. Right, so as we said also yesterday, according to Tosus Moed Cotton is the last uh, of the Masechtas in, Mo, in Moed, the last one. But according to our ours, we have still have Chagiga to finish up. So we have another month before we finish Moed. So Omele Rava Larava Bar Mori, 10 lines from the bottom of Chesem Days. Rava said to Bar Rav Mori, we just talked about Sidki Yahu. So it said that, um, it said, Marach, you know, Sidki Yahu, Melech Yudah. Who only has one recorded mitzvah? He was a tzaddik, but he has only one recorded mitzvah. Uh, and his mitzvah, the one recorded one, is that he brought Yermio out of the mud. Now, so the banner of Rabbi Shmuel was a way of consoling Rabbi Shmuel. Certainly, his were uh, certainly his uh, or, or zoka to great things. We say great things about them to console the father who lost his kids. So he said to him, it says by Tzitkio, Bishalom Thomas, he will die in peace. He blinded Sitkyo. In other words, he tortured him. So how could you say that he died in peace? So Rabbi Mori answered, Even though he wasn't be tortured and his eyes were put out, but he died in peace. In other words, that um, he outlived Nebuchadnezzar, his nemesis. Uh, he, he outlived him. As we say. So in that sense, he, had, he died. He had some peace in his death. Yomarov, another thing that he said, I will gather you to your fathers, and you will be gathered to your uh, to your burial place in peace. So in one sense, it says you'll 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 not only will you die, but you'll die in peace. That's like it sounds like a good thing. Ksibit also says by Yoshio that he was killed this way by Yoru, Yoru the archers, uh, they, uh, they uh, uh, shot arrows at Yoshi. <coughs> they made him like a sieve. He was like, you know, so full of holes that the blood was coming out of him in, in, in great, in great uh, you know, to a great extent. He was, he was like bleeding to death very severely. So how could you say, So again, at least he died in this sense. Again, he was the shalom. He didn't die a peaceful death in our sense. He didn't die in his bed sleeping. He was, uh, you know, he was uh, cut cut up to death by arrows. But at least in this sense, that the base mikdash was still ex- existed in his time. Base mikdash was not destroyed in his time. Amar Yochanan, back to our topic of Avelus. Amar Yochanan, Lomar Dover Avel. This is this is again. We mentioned this before that the. The consolers, the comforters, are not allowed to speak until the oval speaks. People come in right away and they start blabbing away and saying all kinds of silly things. You come into a base oval, you say, sit there quietly until the oval says something to you. Um, <clears throat> it says, afterwards, it says, he started to speak as he opened his mouth and said, after that, then Alifa's, uh, Alifa's um, answered back. So we say, so we saw a couple of things. Number one, that you're not supposed to say anything until the oval says something. And we also said, as soon as the oval indicates 
that it's time to go, you go. You know, he nods with his head, you know. Uh, you know, I, I was, I remember one rabbi who was very mocked about this because he couldn't take people coming. I mean, he was sitting shiva and he said, you know, and uh, people were sitting there, he said, thank you for coming, you know, as if to say, time to go, you know, time to go. Amra Bavu, barosh. How do we know that the oval should sit at the head of the table uh, when he's being fed? How does he have It says, get an eel because I will choose their ways for Asha Rosh and I will sit at the head for Eshkon and I will dwell Kamelech Bigdud, like the king in charge of a whole band, like a whole division or whatever, like he sits at the end. Kasher Avelim like the Avelim comfort. Now, okay, so you see that the, uh, that by Eov, he was an Ovel and he sat like at the head. So you learn from Eov many things that you're supposed to, you know, don't talk till he talks, till the Ovel talks and get up when he says to get up. And also he sits at the head, but it says, Kasher Avelim Yenachem, Yenachem Achrini Mashma. Yenachem sounds like the comforters are being Menachem, right? Kasher Avelim Yenachem, like he's comforting the comforters. Yenachem means to comfort, Avelim, Kasher Avelim Yenachem. It doesn't say Avelim Yenachemu, that they are comforted. It says Kasher Avelim Yenachem, like, like, like he's comforting them. So Yenachem Achrinus Mashem, like he's, 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 that the, the Ovel, I'm not the uh, comforters, Kasher Avelim Yenachem, like, or you could say that it's a problem with the plural and singular, but still the Avelim is not the one who's Menachem. People are Menachem him. So what does it mean, Kasher Avelim Yenachem, like the mourners? will comfort, the mourners themselves will comfort. They're not supposed to comfort others. Other people are supposed to comfort them. So Yenachim Achrini Mashma, it's Mashma like he's being Mashma somebody else. I'm not going to Again, the, there's no vowels in the uh, in Tanakh. So again, we, we it, it, you could read it as Yenachim, like the comforters will be, comf- like the, rather, like the mourners will be comforted. So that's what it means to say that the, the uh, Avel sits at the head of the table Kasher avelam yinochem, like like the mourner when the mourner will be comfort comforted, not that he comforts others. Others have to comfort him. So you don't read it as even though the pasuk reads we we read it as yinochem, but it could be read as yinochem. He will be comforted. Yinochem ksiv. That's the ksiv. The kri is yinochem, but it's written it's written it's the same letters, right? Yinochem and yinochem. Yinochem means he comforts others. Yinochem means he will be comforted. Yinochem ksiv. Marzutra omer mehachav. From this pasuk in Amos, pasuk says, "Bazar mirzach sruchim." What does that mean? The mirzach is translated as like the festivity, the uh, the, the party, uh, the party of those that are stretched out will pass away. Sar, it'll it'll be passed away. How do you how do you see that in the words? So he says, Rashi says, "Sruchim is lashon Right? Okay. So, but the idea here is he translated as. Mirzach nase sar lesruchim. Mirzach, mir is like from Lashon of Mar, bitter. And zach, the person who is troubled or uh, or distressed. So that person who's bitter or distressed, nase sar, he will be the officer of lesruchim of the other people, of the people that are stretched out in front of him. Meaning the Ovel, who is bitter now and upset and distraught and, and uh, troubled. So he will be the sar, he will be the the officer for the others, meaning he'll sit at the table and they will be secondary to him. So you talk about an oval sits at the head of the table. How do we know that the chosan, also a chosan, a bridegroom sits at the, at the head of the table? Shanamar says, 
Pusik says in Yeshaya, like a chassan who serves with his headgear, with what he's wearing on his head. So what do you mean, Yechayin? Yechayin means to serve, but it's Lashon of Kuna. Ma koin barosh, just like the coin sits at the head. Avchosan barosh. So Yechayin means to serve, but it's also Lashon of Kahuna. The priest serves at the base of Migdash. So it says like the chosan also is like the coin uh, serving, right? Like Yechayin peher. Like a chosan who serves with his uh, headgear, the same, uh, that's what the Pasuk literally means. But we compare a coin to a chosan. Ma koin barosh, Avchosan barosh. Coin gufamanah. How do we know that the coin sits at the head? That he's like uh, he gives is given the honor. The Tanur Rishmol Pasik says and and Emma by Kidashto, right? Kidashto, and you should sanctify the coin. The Chodavashapish are all things in holiness. He's the one who reads in the Sefer Torah first. The coin gets the first Aliyah. Ulavarach Rishon, and you give him the honor of benching, especially when you're making him a zuman. Lethal money of fish. You also give him first dibs when the food is given out. You give him he gets first choice. On the food, so he's honored that way, and therefore you see that the coin is also his brush. So brush doesn't mean just literally at the head of the table, but he's also treated as the head. He's treated as the most important person by giving him all these honors. Amr of Chenina, Kashi Yitzias Neshamim and Aguf Kitzipore Befiapeshet. What does that mean? That we said the other day that uh, they asked him uh, when he came to him a dream. Remember, they came to come, please come back to me in a dream. And tell me what it was like, you know, what was the death like? So one said that um, it was like just the prick of the cupper's uh, instrument. One said it's just like removing a, a hair from milk, that it's not really very painful. So, but here it says, Kashi sees the Shama when the Shama leaves the Gulf, Kitsipori Befiavesh. What does that mean? The like the um, the rope, the rope, the, the, the knotted rope, Rashi says, which, which is pulled out of the mast. When they, you know, when they, when the sails are hanging from the mast, and you pull those ropes, that's a very tough job, as it rubs against the uh, the wood or whatever materials they had there. So he says that's um, that's like the the rope pushing against the uh, the mast. That's that's how difficult it is. So you know, if if this is literal, if he's talking about the pain, so that contradicts what we said on 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 yesterday's stuff that it's not very painful. On the other hand, maybe it doesn't mean the maybe it doesn't mean literally the physical that it that it hurts that much it just means that spiritually it's a difficult thing to accomplish it's like a, a knotted rope a knotted, as i said a knotted rope a rope that a knotted rope it's got a knot in it and when you when it's pulled out from the uh from the from the eye of the of the mast it's like you got to pull it out it's very tough it's a similar thing the rashi says this is when you have two boats that are tied to one another, so they're also held together by the mast. That's also as it's coming through the, uh, the eye of the mast. That's the same uh, idea. Amr of Levi bar Chaisa, Aniftman a mess. The person leaves, um, leaves a, a, a person a dying a dying when you say goodbye at the funeral. Lo yomer lo leich lishalom. You don't use the words leich lishalom. Ela leich bishalom. That's how we speak to a mess bishalom, as we'll see. Aniftman achai. But if you're wishing somebody uh, a person who's alive is going to another location and you're wishing him well, lo yomalech bishalom, because that's where we speak to a dead person. Elalech lishalom, to go to peace, go to peace. And we'll talk about this more, but let's first see what the Gemara says. I nifter menames lo yomalech lishalom. You don't say elalech bishalom. You say, when you say goodbye to a dead person, you say lech bishalom, lech 
תנוחו על משקפך בשלום, שנאמר, ואתה תבוא אל ביסך בשלום. You should come to your, to your ancestors in peace. So here he's quoting the Pasuk that Hashem spoke to Avram, but we also had that Pasuk we just quoted before in Malachim, so we have several places where speaking to somebody who's going to die, we say So, and they were still alive at this point, right? They were still alive. But he's still alive at this point. But when you say goodbye to a person who's dying, you say bishalom. But if you're saying goodbye to a person who's alive and he's going somewhere else, you're saying goodbye, you say, What happened? Yet he was hanged. So that's not a good, that's not a good thing. When you say, that's not good. That's the way you speak to a person who is dying, dead or dying. Go to peace. He went. And he's matzli, and he was matzliach. So you see that the proper wish to say uh, to a person who's going somewhere else is to say lech lishalom, and to a person words matter. And the Rizvo explains here nicely. He says like this. So it sounds like bishalom is bad, and lishalom is good, right? Lech lishalom go be matzliach, but bishalom is bad. That's that's that. Not necessarily so. He says pirush like this. Ki a person needs a tefillah that the place that he's going to, you know, you're wishing him in the future. What do you wish? You don't wish for things in the past. You wish for the future. Things should go well, right? Things should go well for you. The person who's leaving, right? You're saying goodbye to somebody. You're wishing well, he's going off to the yeshiva or to college or going off on some trip. He's going to Israel, wherever he's going. He's obviously b'shalom now. He's leaving. He's whole. He's complete. He's ready to leave. You're wishing him that he should be uh, he should be uh, successful there. So the idea is he's already at peace now, right? The key, it, sa- it sounds like Bishalom is bad, Lishalom is good, right? Not necessarily so. Bishalom, he's, now he's okay here, and you're wishing him that that, that should continue, that he should be okay there. The Ilubameis, who lehepachwai, he has to leave here in peace. In other words, you're going to the next world. You want to be good over there. How are you good over there? By being good over here. You can't come up there. You can't come to the next world empty-handed. If you're here in peace, then if he doesn't have any, any good record over here, he won't get shalom there. Even though we're saying we speak to the dead, all the examples we gave is we speak to the people who are going to die, whether it was Avram, or whether it was Lech um, Bishalom uh, uh, in the case of Avshalom, Shlomo said, uh, right, uh, David said that to Avshalom, it wasn't a good thing. He said Lech Bishalom and, and he died. Or the case of Yoshio, in all those cases, they were they were going to die. And he said Bishalom, right, because he was going to die because the idea is you should leave here. You're wishing him that he should leave here in peace, meaning that he should have, he should be able to go over there with something good. He should leave in peace. The person who's alive, he's here now and he's okay. You're wishing him that he should continue to go over there. He's already Bishalom. But the person who's dead or dying, you want him to have a bracha that he's Bishalom now, that he has Masim Tovim, so when he goes over there, it will be it will be good for him. That's the idea of Lech Bishalom, Bishalom from here, and you'll be over, you'll be okay over there. So it's not that Bishalom is bad and Bishalom is good, 
Bishalom means right now, when you're, when you're going, you should be Bishalom now. And, and if you don't have Masakim Tovim, you're not Bishalom now. Bigmar ends off with a, um, with a nice piece. We're going to have something, something nice. For Umrah Levi, just like Tosa said, the last part of the, the Mishnah, of Bilam of the last words in our Mishnah, really had nothing to do with, with the, uh, we're talking about the customs, etc. We end up with a new, a, a good thing that at, at the loss of level, there won't be any more death. People, Hashem will wipe out all the death, they'll be Tchiasim and the people who are alive won't have to die. And we hope that we'll, we'll be, in, we'll, we'll live to see that in Ritz Hashem. So, Vam Rav Levi, four lines from the end. If you go out from a shul to a base medrash, from a place of dominating to a place of learning, base medrash to base or vice versa, Zoha umakabal paneashina. He'll be Zoha to what? He'll be Zoha that he'll be able to, uh, he'll be, so to speak, admitted into the presence of, of the Shina, of, of Hashem, by doing that. Shinemar, go, they will go from strength to strength, meaning from davening to learning, learning to davening, he will appear to God in Sion, meaning he'll be his ofet, to greet the Shechina, he'll be admitted there. Not only that, will not have menucha even in the next world. Same idea, they'll go from Chayat Chal, Tamil learns in this world, and in the next world also be Zohar learned, meaning that he's he's not going to, but what does it mean, Eina Menucha? Menucha sounds like you have no rest, you got to keep working, right? They'll be learning there too, right? They'll be learning there too, Eina Menucha, because they'll still be learning in Hashem's base matters over there, but they won't have to work anymore. They won't have to work in our sense of working to make a living. That he won't have to do. But Eina Menucha, even above, because they'll always be learning Torah, learning from Hashem. Hanlach, Bela Megalchen, Maslika Masechus Moikotten. That's the end of this parak and the end of Moikotten. The, um, the, the, is it the 10th of 11, of 11 Masechus, I think, in Moed. Hanlach, Bela Megalchen, Maslika Masechus Moikotten. Hanlach, Bela Megalchen, Maslika Masechus Moikotten. Hanlach, Masechus Moikotten, Bahadran, Hadrach Alan. Daitan Allah Masakh Smoy Cotton the Daitach Alon. Monasashimenach Masakh Smoy Cotton Monasashimilan Lobahama Ossi. Hadran Loch Mesakhdas Moy Cotton Bahadrach Alon. Daitan Allah Masakhdas Moy Cotton the Daitach Alon. Monasashimenan Mesakhdas Moy Cotton Monasashimenan Lobama Dame Lomada Ossi. Now we have to learn those alochas, but we shouldn't have to have to um, uh, live them. I'm saying that we shouldn't be we Anu <laughs> 
Lilmod Ulamed Lishmo Velas Lakaim has come to Jacobiavo, whose Husko Tonama Brahma Tamidic Ham Yamu Lilzari Shot Yamush, Hatomri P, Umipizari, Bezerazari at Olam, the Sky and Bibis Alechatan Chosok, Bishakotish Marlacha, like it's also he to see Hachaki, B, Yerbu Yamecha, Yosif Lachnos Chaim, Orachim Bimina, the Smolosh of Hover and Noyos, Maritain and Nebrachs Moshalam. We'll wait to say the Kalash obviously when we get a minion. We'll start now. The last Masechta, I said, last Masechta in, in uh, Moed. So what's Chagiga about? We, the Torah tells us that three times a year you have to come up to the Beis Hamikdash. You come up to the Azorah, the Kabul Peshchina, and to bring Karbanos there. What's the, the, the basic carbon is of what we call carbon Ru'ia? Right? And don't appear empty-handed. Don't appear to me empty-handed. What is that? So the Gemara is going to explain. We'll see the Gemara is going to explain that it refers to the uh, to the Olas Re'iyah. You bring an Ola. An Ola we learn in, in Kachim is a totally burnt sacrifice, right? It's totally burnt. The whole thing is to Hashem. The coin doesn't eat it. People don't eat it. The, the, the hide goes to the corner because it's one of the kinds of kache kachim. What else is kache kachim? A chatas, an asham, and a mincha. But uh, so it belongs all to the coin. But in this case, it's all burnt and the coin, the coin gets to eat nothing and certainly the balam gets nothing. That's that's the olas re'ia. As we say, lo yera. From that passage of lo yera, you have to bring your old spiel. There's also, there's also what we call shalme chagiga. The Pasik says, Vahagosam also Hagwashem, and another Pasik of Hagosam that you have to enjoy, be festive on the Hag means you have to eat meat too. So you could do that with a shlum. A shlumim, uh, part of it is burnt on the Mizbeach, the Amurim, etc. Part of it, there are part of the shlum goes to the coin in certain parts, but most of the animals eaten by the Balam. And since on Yantif, you're supposed to be Mesameach and ain't Simchaela, but Basar you're supposed to eat Basar. The what? The on the is, 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 uh, is, the is, 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 the is, 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 and that's eaten, as we said, by the Balam, as well as the uh, Shalmei Simcha. We're going to talk about all this in the Masechta. So the Masechta starts off with a word, Hakol. We have this many places in Shas where it starts off, Hakol. Hakol chayver this, Hakol this. So here we say, Hakol chayvriya, the Gemara will talk about Hakol, who, who does it come to include? Everybody's chayvriya, meaning all males, all Jewish males. Chutzmei chayvriyat v'katan. So again, chayvriyat v'katan, whatever you find that in the Lush of the Mishnah, the Chayrish is considered to be deaf and dumb, just like a Shotavakat, that is not a Bardas. Rashi says here right away, We know today, as we've said many times, that a Chayrish could be brilliant. And even a person who's deaf and dumb could be also brilliant. But in the times of the Gemara, they assumed that a person who was deaf and dumb did not have that understanding. And if he's, in the sense, didn't have understanding, then he's like a Shota or like a Katan or not considered to be Bardas. So here Rashi says, Cherish is like Sharat of a cotton that they're not Laban Das. However, the Gemara will explain that it even it even talks about a person who's just deaf or a person who's just dumb. He might be brilliant, 
that he's also excluded from the mitzvah because he, based on the psukim, he's excluded from the mitzvah that he doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to be all the regular and go up to the base of Mikdash. The tumtum and androgynous. Now, a tumtum is a person who's, uh, whose gender is not defined. We can't tell because uh, he's got some deformity and we can't tell. Uh, sometimes he could, he could be uh, could be exposed by an operation, but um, at, the, at this point, he's a tumtum. We don't know what his gender is. Androgynous has both male and female genitals. So normally, an androgynous is a shayla. What does he have like a like a man or like a woman, or is he a very bifneatsmo? He's, he's like a third category today. They got a lot of categories, right? That is not just used to be just two when we grew up, but uh, but now they got all kinds of uh, uh, things. But what are they other? Yeah, you're other, right? So a tumtum is a suffix. So normally, you might say that a tumtum might be a male if he would just have an operation to reveal to expose what he is, but so so sometimes so he asked yeah, okay, a tumtum should you know should put on filler and do things that a male is responsible to do. But here the lotion is what does it say? Shalashmanamjek calls zechurcha. It says clearly zachar, and he's not a zachar at this point, so he's also potter from going up to the base of Migdash on the three regalim and bringing his uh, his olas riyah. V'nashim women are potter. It says churcha v'avadim v'avadim she'enim shechwarim. Meaning these are an Evid Knani, not an Evid, everybody is a regular Jew. An Evid Knani has a loch like a woman. So if women are potter, he's potter also. Now, a person who's lame, who's got a, who's, who has a handicap in his feet, or he's blind, we'll see these are excluded from sukkim because he has to be able to walk, shalosh regalim, even though even though the regular refers to yantif, but it didn't say shalosh pamin bashana, it says shalosh regalim to indicate that he has to be able to walk. So a chigar vasim, or a person who's blind, also is excluded from the word yerah. We'll see this all in the Gemara. Yerah, he's got to be able to see. Achol, a person who's too sick to walk. Azakan, an elderly person. Whatever the person, he can't come up to the, he can't make it up from Yerushalayim up to the, basically, Yerushalayim to the Azara. Assuming to Yerushalayim, he can get on a donkey, right, on a wagon, but he has to come up from there. He's got to walk up to the uh, Harabayas. So if he can't do that, he's potter. Ezo cotton. Now, what do we mean by a cotton? So here we don't mean that he's, uh, of course, he's potter from all the three. If he's a cotton, he's not uh, bar mitzvah. But here it means who is a cotton who the father, even though a person's a, a cotton, the person's eight or nine years old, but his father is to be mechanachem in mitzvahs. That's also a shal, that a dorais or a drabonan, that he's supposed to teach him the mitzvahs. So who is a cotton, meaning that he's potter from that? Ezehu cotton, right? We're speaking about, even though he's not chayib in a Torah because he's not bar mitzvah, but the Chacham said you should teach your children what to do. So who, which children are exempt from that, that you don't even have to show them? Bishami says, anybody who can't sit on his father's shoulders, uh, then you don't even have to be mechanachim. You don't even have to teach him. A, a child like that is so so small, you don't even have to take him at all up to the uh, to, to Harabayas on, on the, uh, for the Olas Reh to teach him. You don't have to do that if he can't sit, but if he can sit on his father's shoulders, that's good enough. In other words, even though he's not chayv menator, we said, I call chayv Maria, he's a cotton. But a father, if a kid is, uh, certainly if a kid is 10 or 11 years old and he can walk with his father, no question about that. But let's say the kid's four or five and he's not capable of walking up there. So Bashami says, if he's capable of sitting, if his father can take him on his shoulders and take him up there, then his father's mechayv to mechanachim. No, that's not. If, if, he, if his father could shlep, maybe the father's got 10 kids, right? He's not going to be able to take them all on his shoulder. 
He's got to be able to walk up there. In other words, we don't expect him to go by himself. But if he's not capable of walking up, holding his father's hands, but he's walking on his own, then he's potter. But if he's capable, it, it, so according to Basilo, Basilo is more makel over here, right? Beishamai says, as long as he can sit on his father's shoulders, you got to take him up there. That's Beishamai says that. Basilo says, no, he's got to be able to walk up there, holding his father's hands, granted. He's a, he's a kid. You got to hold his father's hand. He's potter. You don't even have to teach him. Right? It says regal. It doesn't say, like I said, it doesn't say sholish pa'amim. Aroi lasus baraglov, right? He's capable of walking with chayav akasa. The keeper of the gadol potzer menatora, right? Katan la barachinuhu. Since even if an adult who's handicapped or too old or too sick and can't walk up his feet, he's potzer menatora. So a child is potzer in terms of chinuch. You don't have to take the kid is not capable of walking up, even holding your hand. If you have to carry him up there, you don't have to take him up there for riyah. Now, how much do you have to spend? The Torah doesn't tell it. The Torah just says you shouldn't come empty-handed. The Torah doesn't say how much you have to spend on these karbonos, right? So Beishamai says, um, the oldest re'iyah, which is all to, to holier because it's uh, it's kachim kachim and it all goes to God. So it has to be two kesef. Two kesef means two ma'a. There's six ma and a dinner. Four dinner and a shekel. The shekel in the Gemara has four dinners. Four dinners. And each dinner has six ma'a. So uh, Beishamai says the Ola has to have two ma, meaning one third of a dinner, two out of six, right? Vachagiga ma kesef. Chagiga, which is eaten by individuals, doesn't sound as, it's not as holy. It's enough to be one sixth of a dinner, one ma. Beisil says it's the opposite. Ariya ma. The riya is only ma because there's no, you know, nobody's going to eat that anyway. It all goes to God. The whole thing is burnt on the Mizbeach. So you don't need so much uh, meat there. So uh, even one ma is minimal. That's good enough. Which is eaten, it's a shlomim. Said it's a carbon shlomim. Parts of it go to the coin, gets the part. Most of it goes to the uh, to the owner himself. That has to be too much. Again, this is not minatora because minatora doesn't say how much. There are there are like an ashim has to have uh, the pasuk says two shekels. It's got to have two shekels. Certain ashims have to have two shekels. So it tells you here it doesn't say how much. It just says bring the carbon. But the rabbi said you should have this minimum. Uh, this minimum of uh, according to Basil, uh, carbon ria, the oldest ria, one mall, one sixth of a dinner, very cheap, uh, very cheap uh, carbon. And the chagiga has to have, uh, has to have two. A, uh, an ola also is always a zacher, is always a zacher, is always a male, is always a male animal, like a kesev or a sa'ir, is always a, uh, it's always a male. And a shlamim could be male or female. That's the carbon shlam is always male or female. Okay, and we'll, that's it for the Mishnah. And as soon as we have a minion, we'll say uh, we'll say the cottage. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Yes. When when it says it's, it, that the person is putter, is it putter of a usher, or you can bring a, a person? No, a no, no, it's not usher. It's not usher. It's just not required. It's not required. Putter means he doesn't have to, but if he so wants, a, he a, blind person, a, blind, a blind person could come up. On, he could come up. Ah, you mean in terms of a, of a person who's blind that way? Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be that we'll, we'll see. I think you're talking about the children. The children, you could be brought up anyway. A blind person, it says, well, you has got to be able to be seen. A blind person maybe shouldn't. We'll talk about that in the Gemara. Maybe, maybe he's put, we'll see that in the Gemara. Is he just potter? Or, or is it because the idea is regalm, he's got to be able to walk up, so he's potter. But if he wants to come anyway, so maybe presumably he could. If he wants to, 
Pata usually means he doesn't have to, but if he wants to, he could. So we'll see in the Gemara about that. Doesn't I don't think it's also for him to come. I don't think it's forbidden for him. I think just that, that he doesn't have to. But we'll see about that more in the Gemara. Okay, call two. Mazel tov, mazel tov. Mazel tov, another mesech, beautiful, beautiful. Baruch Hashem.